Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc. here to talk with me this week on the show. We're going to dive into exposing some retirement planning complaints, uh, tackle some common complaints and fears people have about the financial situations, their financial situations during retirement, and you know which of these are kind of well-founded or maybe just full of misconceptions, things of that nature. So we'll have a good conversation with Tony this week on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us at yourplanningpros.com. You can check out Tony's website at yourplanningpros.com or type in plan with a tax man in the search box of whatever podcasting app you like using, like Apple, Google, or Spotify. Tony, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. As we're recording this, it's state fair time here, and which usually signals toward the end of the summer. So well, it's, it's uh, the last hurrah. It's hot. It has been hot. It's hot. For sure. Yeah, it's been hot here, too. Yeah, it was but, uh, uh, 98 like the last four days in a row, but they said it felt like wow. 110 or something like that. Yeah, we got that coming again next week. Mm. So mm. it'll be interesting. Well, drink plenty of water, right? Yeah. That's right. So you don't overdo it, especially for a lot of our demographic that we talk to and then check listens to the show. Uh, making sure that you have plenty of water and stay hydrated is important. That's for sure. My mom, she's 82 and she does these like daily PSAs on Facebook. She's like, morning, y'all. It's going to be real hot. Drink water. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, nice. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. So. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some retirement uh, planning complaints this week. So I've got some pretty basic statements here that people say often. Uh, Tony, so we'll talk about whether, like I said, these are, you know, well-founded or just full of misconceptions and just kind of offer some insight. So let's start with the Mm -hmm. first one here. My advisor takes too much risk. Obviously, you know, this has been something people have said for, you know, often it's when things are not going well, you go, oh, well, my advisor Mm -hmm. takes too much risk. But I would challenge the question of, of why is that? Is that because they're taking the risk without talking to you or have you, you know, have you gone through some scenarios? What do you think? You know, I hear this sometimes as well. And these first two couple topics here are, um, I can relate back to this last weekend when I was out visiting my son and uh, my my new daughter-in-law. And they're very young, 27, but she had made the comment like this. And so I asked her, well, why? why? Why do you think that? And the answer is what I get a lot. And that is, well, the market, you know, it seems like my account's not going up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's so... I, I hear that a lot. I hear the fact that, you know, um, I'm not making as much as my neighbor, you know, things like that. Or like you say, when things are going down, they think there's a lot of risk. And that's, it might be the case, but it's not always. And I think, as I told her, well, you just need to talk to them, uh, you know, and, you know, explain what you think and, you know, really what is. And, you know, in her case, she's 27 years old. She's investing for retirement, long timeline. Marks have so been gyrating be a lot risk, over the right. last few years. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, and I looked at the funds that she's in and really they're, they're actually very good funds. You know, they just haven't done much uh, the last year and a half, mm-hmm. but that's, uh, I told her, I said, that's not unusual in, in the market we're in. And right. um, she's not real risk averse. So I think that's one thing. I think, you know, if you just communicate with your advisor, talk about uh, that kind of stuff. If or if, if you're feeling like they're doing it right, you've got to, you know, first of all, yeah. find out why. And, well, actually, you mentioned accounts not growing. So that's actually on my list. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump down to that one uh-huh. and pair these two together then. So okay. the, yeah. it takes too much risk or my account didn't grow much last year. And to me, a lot of this seems like the same problem. And that problem is yeah. 
if you, it's the highs and the lows, right? We all like the risk when it's up and nobody likes it yeah. when it's going down. And so last year obviously was a rough year, 22, right? It, it, 2022 was a down, down year in the market. So this is probably your risk profile. To me, this is what this comes back to. How are you allocated, right? If you're not getting, so, you know, you hear somebody say, uh, well, the S&P did, um, you know, let's just make up a number. The S&P was up 30%, all right? Mm -hmm. And then you go, but I only got 15. So my advisor's not doing enough. Or then the adverse of that is the S&P was down 30%. Well, I only lost 15. Well, that's because of your risk portfolio, right? So you don't get all of it unless you're completely exposed. And that's true. And with, with the whole, my account didn't grow last year. I got the same thing out of her. And I asked her the very, the very same questions is, well, which accounts are we talking about here? And of course it was the retirement accounts. And mm-hmm. I quickly pointed out, you know, that you've got, you know, maybe 35, 40 years before right. you need this money. So it's easy for us as advisors. And I told her, you know, to say, don't worry about it. But in reality, you know, you got to take a longer time horizon and and with your risk profile like you said uh and hers is being eh, somewhat on the on the aggressive side you can't let it ma- be your your main focus you know she's she's focused on the wrong things and right i think well us like, as advisors got to remind them you yeah know, i was gonna picture. say and like a quarterback on a football team you get all the credit or all the blame right you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, oh, man, my advisor did a great job. I, I made a bunch of money this year or something like that. Well, because there was an up year on the market and your portfolio was allocated properly for, you know, your risk tolerance. Conversely, yeah. if that was the case and it was down, you'd also be happy because you didn't lose as much as your neighbor or whatever the case exactly. is. So it's all about that risk profile, making sure that you're taking the right amount for your situation versus the kind of generic common complaints. Um, all right. So that's two of them. So let's go to the my fees are too high. You know, and the statement here to me is always the same kind of thing. Nobody likes fees. We don't want to pay more than we have to. But what are you getting for the fees? Is that worth it? And that's the question you have to ask. And it should be addressed right when you start the relationship with your advisor is, you know, understand how, you know, he or she is being compensated. If if they're, you know, most are going to just be flat out, you know, and, and tell you this is how how we do it. Some are asset based, which is, you know, a fancy term for taking a small percentage of the account value every year. Some are just regular fee based. You know, it's it's X amount for me to help you every year. You know, like 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 a consulting fee, coaching fee, whatever you'd like to call it. And so, as long as you feel like you're getting value, you know, for that fee that you're paying, you know, it, I wouldn't tie it to investment returns. This is the fee, just like you'd pay an attorney, an accountant, anybody else to do things for you and keep you on track, but. On the flip side of that, you know, if you're paying fees and you're not getting anything, because one of one of my daughter-in-law's complaints was, um, I, I never he never calls me, and I said, well, you know, what what would he call you about all the time? You know, what, what do you want to talk about? Because you're not a stock picker, you know, what do what do you what do you want to talk about? And she just felt like, well, I think I should be getting talked to all the time, and I said, well, have you addressed that with them? And and uh, she hadn't, you know, and I said, well, then, you know, they, they may not know that you want to do that, you know, so your whole little fee that you're paying, you know, is uh, might might be misaligned. So, yeah, I think it's communication. And I think that you, know, you have to understand what you're paying for. And then, you know, the services that are provided. I mean, we try to list them out an exact number of calls and what you can expect and things like that, because that way there is it lessens the chance of mis, you know, miscommunication. Yeah, I think the first two to me are definitely 
mis- misconceptions and how you're probably working with your advisor. And if they're not, if they're just straight straight up taking too much risk or whatever the case is that we covered on that first part and not listening to you when you say you don't want to be in, you know that far into it, well, then that's obviously a problem. With the fees yeah. are too high, I feel like it's the same thing. It's probably based on misconceptions, right? It could be a little well-founded yeah. as well, but understanding what it is that you have because certain products are going to have higher fees than others. So just making yeah. sure that you you know have that, that conversation point. Uh, for the next one, Social Security won't be enough to cover my expenses. To me, this is totally a legitimate concern because that's correct. It's not going to cover, you know, it's not going to be enough to cover everything. It does a great job, it's but not. it's not everything. No, it's not everything. And and it is. That's a legitimate concern. And it, the easy answer to that is, is that's exactly why you, A, need to plan, B, save and take the time. As, as like I said, as I told her, I keep going back to her, is uh, you've got a lot of, t- you've got a lot of time. You ne- You just need to keep saving. You know, because a lot of people think that Social Security, you know, if they haven't looked at it, you know, is going to be enough. And like you say, there's it's nowhere near enough. It's a good start, good safety net, but you definitely need to uh, plan and save. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty paltry, you know, by the time you get to the end. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you've got to make sure that you realize that. And I think, you know, I've, I've shared before, my mom's in this situation where she's living on Social Security only. And it's, you know, not the ideal situation that, that she wanted to find herself in through a course of decisions. It's what's happened, you know, so, you know, avoid that by doing some proper planning ahead of time and having the right pieces in the puzzle and, and being aware that while it does a lot of things for you, uh, it's not going to, you know, cover everything. Now, if you strategize right, maybe the Social Security is that, um, you know, the income piece that takes care of the, you know, the cost of living, let's say. But then and then you're pulling from your nest egg for the fun stuff. It just depends, right? Depends on how you structure your income strategy. And it also depends on what, yeah. you know, you and a couple as a couple might be bringing in from that versus anything else. So, right. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand my financial plan. I, this one, I think, is a fairly well, a well-founded, you know, concern. Because sometimes people just aren't getting it. And maybe they don't do themselves the um, advocacy service of saying, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I know you explained this, but I'm just not getting it. Can you help me go through it again? Yeah, I think you need to do that if you truly don't understand your plan. I also think that if you're in a relationship with an advisor and they are charging you fees, you should have a plan. In other words, it may not be on paper, but it should be in your portal or somewhere where you can access it. That's what we do is we put the plan in the portal and it's all electronic, but the client can actually see here. Here are the major steps you said you wanted to tackle first, second, third, and on and on and on. And here's what the whole plan looks like based on when we did it. And obviously, then we you know change it over time and move goals around. But you should have that, and then you know it should be laid out in a way that it's not too complicated, so that you know it's got it's full of graphs and charts and things like that. Mm-hmm. It really should be more of here are the goals. Here's what we're going to do right now to try to achieve those goals. And then the uh, progress, you know, towards those goals. And I think if even if that, if you if you're having trouble with that, then again, requires a conversation. Ask them to explain it because, it, you know, it's your plan. You're paying for it. And so it's like anything else. You want to know what you what yeah. you got. Yeah. I, I, an older gentleman, uh, older advisor taught me this years ago. I thought it was funny. I may have shared it on here before or not. Uh, but he was like, I, I like to subscribe to the rule of 11. And I was like, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. You know, like the rule of four and rule of 72, right. all that kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, if you can't, if you get your financial plan and then you can't turn around and explain that plan to an 11 year old, it's too complicated. <laughs> I would agree with that. And I, know, lo- because, I love that, right? Because it's like, you got to be yeah. able to re-talk it to someone else. Yeah. And you should be able to at least 
know, you know, what, what your major goals are and what you're doing to accomplish them? Do you need to know what the mutual fund in your retirement plan is doing and what investments they have? Eh, maybe not, you know, unless you're really into it, but yeah, you need to know the basics and you need to be able to explain it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I thought that was a cute saying. I definitely love that one. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Last one here. Um, I only hear from my advisor when they want me to buy or sell something. I don't really get advice on other things. Absolutely a legitimate concern here, but maybe you should ask yourself, what kind of professional did you go to? Because they may just be doing what they do. They may not do these other pieces. And that's kind of on us, I think, sometimes by not vetting out or seeing the kind of, you know, the right kind of professional we should be working with for the time of life we're in. We should. And what that question is to me is saying the old days where everybody was considered a, you know, quote, broker. And you would see that you see, you know, TV shows and movies about that kind of stuff, too. But a lot of that's been moving away from transactional and more into an advisory role. And you do need to ask that question of if you've just got a broker and and some people want to do that, although I don't know if it's as prevalent today simply because there's so many ways to you know trade securities yourself now that uh, you know you may or may not need that. But who knows? Maybe maybe you've got somebody that's like that. I think that that's the uh, for most not what you want. You know, I think you might want more of of an advisor, but you definitely should know who you're working with. And I think in our case, one of the things we do before we even take a client on is we and we sit them down and have them go through a questionnaire. And they kind of score themselves. But one of the one of the kind of the landmines that I look for before working with a client is: Do you want to? And you can usually tell this mm-hmm. by the way they they're talking to you. Is if you just want to sit and trade stocks and have me give you recommendations and or be the facilitator, I'm I'm not your person because that's not what we do. You don't need us for that. You can go do that on your own. All you're going to end up doing is I think spending extra money. And then on top of that, you're going to want us to give you recommendations. And then as soon as you give them a bad one, uh, you know, it's mm, the blame yeah. game comes out. So I, I yeah. just, I don't even engage in that. You know, I, that's not what we do. There might be some advisors that do that, but, right. um, you know, right. I'm, I'm more focused on the, on the long term. Well, yeah. And to your point, you're probably working with a broker only. You're working with someone who's a transactional based commission based person. Now there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. If that's just, if nope. you know what it is that you have and if that's what you're looking for, but if you're look, if you know, part of this complaint is, you know, I don't get advice on other things. Well, then you're not probably working with an actual true planner and advisor um, that right. is talking about social security and taxation, you know, and legacy and, you know, so on and so forth. So again, mm-hmm. part of that I think is a legitimate, but I think it also is a misconception or could be on our part for just not, you know, finding the right professional to work with or not realizing that who we started with is maybe not who we need to end up with kind of thing. That's right. right. So, all right. Well, there you go. So that's our conversation and podcast this week with Tony Morrow on Plan with the Tax Man. Reach out to Tony if you've got some questions or concerns about your own situation and need to get down to the nitty gritty and get on the right plan and strategy for yourself. Again, you can find him online at yourplanningpros.com for consultation and review. Yourplanningpros.com. Tony, thanks for hanging out, buddy. All right. We'll see you next time. I'll see you next time right here on the show. This has been Plan with the Tax Man. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.